Hello everyone and welcome to the Dog Ate My Meeple podcast. Hello everyone and welcome in another episode of the Dog Ate My Meeple podcast. It's Omar here and in today's episode, as voted by you on Instagram, we are talking about Godfather Corleone's Empire. In simple words, it's a worker placement game, but as you possibly know, um, it's also known as the dudes or miniatures on a map game. Um, it is a really good description of it. But just to give you a quick overview, it is a really interesting game in which we're going to be doing a lot of fighting between different mafia families from the Godfather book series and the movie series, if you are more of a cinephile over here. And um, I will give you, as usual, the quick overview of what the game is like, how the game plays, what we can do, what we like about it, and my overall impressions and experiences with the game. So without further ado, let's give it a go and let's go into the Godfather's world. Well, while playing The Godfather Corleone's Empire, and I do have to say the full name because there is another game called Godfather and it has some other subtitle, so I want to make sure that we are talking about the game created by Eric Lang and released by Simon, by Cool Mini or not. And the game is a really good, um, I think, introduction games to the dudes on the map genre. Um, the Godfather Corleone's Empire is a game in which we will take control over one of the five Mafia families from the Godfather uh, universe. Uh, we have Pizzino and among many others. You should be familiar with them if you've seen the movie or if you've read the books. And I would recommend you to do both because these are both are actually really good. But in Godfather Corleone's Empire, we're going to take control over one of the families. We're going to take control over three family members as well as four thugs. Uh, which are represented by different miniatures. And we also have five different colors, each one corresponding to one family. Uh, we have a whole map of New York in which, as we play through, we'll be placing our thugs, we'll be placing our family members to enforce our control over a particular areas of New York. And this will also allow us to gain money, do jobs, um, extort, get blood money, get um, alcohol, you know, because it's still prohibition time. So realistically, we will become a mafia family. And, and I must admit that the game gives you that quite a nice feel. But let me just quickly explain to you how the game works and how the game plays. Well, there is quite a lot to the game because there is quite a lot of smaller bits and pieces. But I will just kind of give you a quick overview. I'm not going to go into too much detail um, because I don't think it's that necessary to understand every single small bit. But what I will tell you is that the game comes with a lot of miniatures. We've got a nice uh, first player token, which is horse's head on a nice set of sheets. So again, if you're familiar with the books or movie, you know what I'm talking about. We've got a small police car, which helps us track the different um, phases of a round in a game. Uh, we have Don Corleone's miniature. Actually, we we have the titular Godfather as the miniature, and he's used um, as a tracker to keep of as the to keep track of the acts of which we have four. So we'll be going through four acts, which represents four massive uh, stages of the books and the movies. As everything changes, uh, the situation in the game will change, and we'll gain control over new family members and so on. 
We also have uh, three allies um, miniatures, um, which allow us to do different things. We've got Mafia Boss. Oh, sorry, we've got um, we've got Police Commissioner, which basically gives us um, ability to do certain things. We've got Accountant, which allows us to do different things. And so we've got miniatures for the allies that will be able to bribe and purchase um, uh, for the around itself like i said we've got three family members for each of the families as well as four thugs and just to quickly let you know thugs are the same miniature we have four copies of the same miniature and they come on square basis and for family members we actually have three um, different miniatures and they come on round basis and this is quite important because depending uh, whether a miniature has a round base or a square base it will allow us to put it on a different place on the map um so we have, like I said, it's a lot of miniatures. We also um, get tokens, and the tokens uh, are used to represent which family is holding control over our particular um, area of the map. So, you know, that that's something quite interesting as well. It's a really nice visual representation to it. Um, if you want to have a look at how the game looks, if you just go to our kick, uh, Instagram, um, on our Instagram, you'll be able to actually see um, the game itself, you'll be able to see the map and so on because I've uploaded some of the pictures um, last week when I was playing the game using solo rules which have been created by Martin Gonzalez and are available for free on the Board Game Geek website if you're ever interested. But now in the game we're going to have a map of New York and we're going to have different areas. We have Wall Street, Brooklyn, Queens, Upper East Side, Upper West Side, Midtown and Chelsea. And on each of the areas, we're going to have square places, and these represent different businesses that we'll be able to shake down with our thugs, with our mobsters. What it means is that as we're going to be playing the game, we'll be able to put our miniatures on particular businesses and get a benefit. So some might be giving us money, um, some might be giving us, some might allow us to, you know, take a job, and, and then, of course, jobs are like tasks that you have to complete usually, uh, meaning that you have to collect certain amount of resources and then it allows you to do something. Um, you might be able to um, get some money, you might be able to exchange the money because money comes in different denominations and in a moment you will understand why denominations matter because having five ones is not the same as having one five dollar bill. It's a big difference. And pretty much we'll be fighting over the control in the city, so we'll be placing miniatures in different spots and thugs will go on the businesses and will give us the benefit on the front of a single business, while family members, we put them in the areas between different areas, so they are kind of like on the borders and um, family members give us the benefit of both or all areas they are in touch with, but uh, from the back of the business. So each business will have like a front effect and back effect. And depending whether we put a thug or a family member, the different effect will trigger. Now, why did I say that money is really important and denominations matters? Well, because the game is in the end, the person, the family with the most money wins, but money is not just about having as much money in my hand in, in, in the cards I've got because each player will also get like a small tin, which represents family suitcase. And you will actually have a, like a number and a family. So this is the suitcase you came with when you arrived in New York, um, you know, from your hometown. Um, and then, then all about here, that the, the key part about the suitcase is that the money that counts towards winning is only the one that is actually in a suitcase. Meaning that if I finish the game and I, for example, have $15 in a suitcase, but I have 20 on my hand, 
I still finished the game with only 15 money because the Odyss was not put into my suitcase. Now putting money into a suitcase is one of the actions you will be able to do, um, one of the effects you will get from the businesses. So if you put for example your thug in Chelsea, in accounting office it will allow you to put a single card into your suitcase. So you see it's not about putting an um, amount of money, it's about putting a single card. So with one action I will be able to put one dollar if I only have once, but with one action I will be able to put five dollars if I have a one card which basically denominates five dollars. So as you can see higher denominations are more important and five is the highest. We have one, two, three and five. So you see that the, the five dollar um, bill, if you are able to put it, the card with five dollars, if you are able to suitcase it, it, it's a massive boost to your score. Now there are of course, there is more to that because um, you will also be able to complete tasks and tasks will give you rewards, um, you might be able to have some cards which have special effects, so you might be able to have for example um, actions that will pretty much be very openly confrontational with others. And this is another really interesting thing that some jobs will allow you to actually kill miniatures of other players. So, well, if you play for example with five people, you will notice that while the map is huge and you've got a lot of space, you will not be able to put all miniatures. So then the question is like, okay, why there isn't enough space for every single one of the miniatures that players have? Well, because the game is forcing you to actually open conflict with other families and um, there are certain cards like for example Car Bomb that will pretty much kill the miniatures, kill the thugs and the family members of the opposing players and then we put them, put the miniatures actually nicely into the Hudson River with the concrete boots if you catch my drift. So that's actually really nice uh, thing to it. it, it looks really nice and you know, you have that kind of mafia feel all the time as you play the game. Um, I can actually say that I don't really know why, but the game isn't too well known. I mean, I don't think the game took off well, and I really don't know why, because having played Rising Sun, which I enjoyed, having played Blood Rage, which I also enjoyed, and having played Godfather, if you told me that I can choose one, I would say I'd keep the Godfather. I actually sold my Rising Sun, but I still kept my Godfather, because I found it just a a quicker and a much more pleasurable experience. Rising Sun is a splendid game but there is so much things you need to keep track of and there is so much going on like you know with all the scoring and points and power of units and tracking and like you, you don't have that much of the keeping tabs in Godfather. It's a much simpler, it's a much more streamlined game and maybe that's why I enjoy it a bit more because it's just simpler to play. Um, in terms of um, you know quality, there is nothing wrong with it, the game is absolutely superb and the minis are great, though if you expect large minis like the ones you've seen in Blood Rage or Rising Sun you would be disappointed because the miniatures are quite small, we only have people and like we only have like human sized miniatures, miniatures but they're actually quite small in comparison to monsters and even other units. You know, these are not mighty Viking warriors or Japanese samurais, these are just people wearing suits and they are quite small for for what you would expect of a Eric Lang Simon game. But would I say that I like the game? Yes, absolutely I do. I think it's a really fun game to play and, and that's what I really enjoy about it. I can just focus on playing the game, I can just have fun and I don't have to think too much. Even people who aren't really that much into games will be able to catch how the game works really easily. Like you can really teach the game within 2-3 minutes and people will be able to play. The whole game is made that it's 
automatically aligns itself with the number of players. So if you're going to have more people, more spaces will be opened and therefore more businesses will be open and you will have, be, um, have ability to use more actions. At the same time, if you play with less players, you have certain spots, um, certain places on the map that show you you only use them if you play with three or more players. Um, also, if you have a business space, it will tell you only put a business here if there is four or more or five or more and so on. So the game is made in such a way that it automatically adapts to the number of players and what I would say even though it sometimes felt like oh yeah it's, it's quite a big map and um, that how will it play with two people well of course with two people you will not have that much open conflict with each other I mean you will have conflict of course because in the yeah, in the end it's a godfather um, but the conflict is a bit easier to avoid and it's not necessary with two people but that doesn't change the fact that you will not do it because you will you will want to because once in each round what happens a new business opens you will then put all the miniatures on your so the, the first phase is the business opening so a new business opens then you have the action let's face that's where you will be putting all of your miniatures uh, using your abilities using your allies and so on and so forth completing missions and all of that uh, then we're gonna have phase when we check control so you'll be checking um, how many control tokens are everywhere um, and assigning them, putting them in like a nice store. It's, it's a really cool thing is that all these um, different tokens stack. So you have special place which um, rep which will put your token in. If you had most miniatures of a given, um, of your color, you're going to put a token representing your family's influence within that area. And then, you know, you will benefit if other people do something in your area, you're going to get benefit as well. So it's a lot of forward planning over here. But, but it doesn't feel overwhelming and doesn't feel bad in any way so you know like it, it's all very clear and very clearly organized so you go through these different phases and and you're gonna do the control you're gonna have the, the um, chance to do the contracts then you have the bribing phase and this is really cool mechanics I, I really like it it's a very cool mechanic where um, each player basically puts a particular amount of money out of the suitcase for a bidding and this is the bidding that will allow them to choose the ally they will use in the next act so in Act 1, we're going to start and we, you know, we only start with our basic soldiers. There is not much there. We have four thugs and one family member. But then maybe I want really to have a police commissioner because he works uh, and he allows me to perform an action in the same way like a family member does. Then I'm going to put more money for it. But again, in the end, I win because of the money I've got. So if I bet too much and maybe I overspent, he will not give me the benefits that will actually provide me the same amount of money so it's a lot of planning and you know thinking I wouldn't I'm not gonna say that it's a very simple or like an overly simple game but it's a really fun game to play the decisions you make actually matter and you need to think carefully do I want to do this or if you see your if you see your opponents uh, they start to do something suspicious then you will think maybe they will try to kill some of yours um, it's definitely a game when it's worth tracking what other players are doing and kind of looking the tasks and missions now missions are open to all players so you will always have some missions that are only yours you will start with some missions in your hand but there is also option to just obtain a new mission card and these are on the side of the map so generally what I enjoy about it is that the in a sense of, of organization it's a game that I'm not gonna say is a massive table hog it doesn't take a lot of space but it's very neatly organized because the 
as, as you put the map down of New York, it tells you where everything should be. So you have on the bottom, you have, you know, kind of tabs and they show you, yeah, this is where you put your allies. Um, this is where you can put your money. This is where the tasks that are open for the missions that should be. Uh, yeah, and then you can have your family members in front of you. You've got your tiny, you know, the tin, the, your suitcase when you will be hiding your money and the cards and the missions that you succeed in doing. So all of that, it, it adds a lot to the theme. Um, and while I played, for example, Rising Sun and... You know, it, it was the, the miniatures that made it Japanese. Realistically, Rising Sun could be a reskin into anything and, and it would work exactly the same. I mean, it, it, the theme is there because of the minis, but not because of the gameplay mechanics. In Godfather, I would say you, the gameplay mechanics fit the theme. And if you try to reskin it, I, I don't think it would work the same way. I can't imagine doing Godfather's, I don't know, uh, let's say fantasy reskin. But like with Rising Sun, if I did proper realistic medieval one, that, that would be perfectly fine. Instead of demons, I would be just getting units. Um, if I wanted to do this as a space one, yeah, no problem. You're just going to put space aliens and different alien races. Well, in Godfather Corleone's Empire, the mechanics really f suit the team. The bribing of police officers and, and you know, and officials. Um, the fact that we need to hide the money and make sure that it's actually, you know, let's say, uh, washing. We are, Let's say we are pretty much, you know, that's dirty money. Once we put it in our suitcase, it's the one that we've already managed to launder, and then that's the one we use. That's why we only win because we could assume that this is the money that's ready to hit the market and that that's where it benefits us. So it all holds nicely and tightly together, which I really like. Um, the miniatures actually, I'm jumping a bit around today, but yeah, I hope you'll forgive me. The miniatures themselves, going quickly back to them, um, even though they are very small, they were very fun to paint. Um, but my set is mostly painted by my uh, wife, actually. Um, she painted the family members for all five families and came up with a nice color schemes. And again, if you're going to have a look at my Instagram or the dog egg, my meeple, uh, you can find pictures over there. Um, in the late one, you can see two families. If you scroll down a bit and look into history, you can see actually every single family member nicely posted there. Um, so, you know, that's also worth seeing. The miniatures are really nice. Um, they suit the theme nicely. The thugs, because they have colorful bases, it's very easy to uh, differentiate them. So these actually I did not paint. These remain gray and I don't really mind it. But in in general, the, the quality of components is really nice and everything feels Right. When I play that game, I actually feel that I am a mafia family trying to fight over control in the city. And I can't imagine that, um, I can't imagine many games that where, where mechanics are so nicely and smoothly intertwined with the actual gameplay and the theme. Like it all makes sense here and, and nothing, everything you do feels like a decision that a mafia boss would do. Whether it's gonna be completing a task, yes, but completing a task will be, for example, smuggling some alcohol somewhere and then I'm gonna be getting um, money reward and then, or maybe I killed someone and I'm getting rid of two of um, thugs of my opponent. So, you know, I did a drive-by and I'm gonna shoot your family member. So next turn I can actually put my family member over there and, and it all feels really nice. And, you know, situation can change really quickly. So you have to be kind of um, on your heels all the time. And that's, I think that's one of the reasons why I also really like it. It's a game that isn't too complex to learn. And if you look at the, you know, it's a very thin booklet with rules. And there isn't, there aren't really any exceptions. You just once you get the basics of it, you got the whole game. But that doesn't mean that the game is overly simple or simplistic in nature, because the decision making is really important. And and because it's alternating activations, I will put one miniature. You know, if I have five places, technically you possibly will need all of them at all times. 
but okay, you know you will only be able to get that one, so which one do you prioritize? And maybe you are aiming to do so. I'm going to prioritize booze because I want to get alcohol or because I want to complete my mission. But at the same time, someone else will take, for example, alcohol or, or okay, I did alcohol, I got the money for the mission, but now I need to be able to suitcase it, but all of the spaces, all of the businesses that allow me to suitcase that my money are taken by someone else. So maybe I'm going to kill someone, but then if I kill them, maybe someone else will take it again. So it, it can get really, um, it, it's a very interactive game. Um, and while some games, like, you know, games, uh, dudes on a map or minis on a map can be like, I play my own tiny thing and, and make it myself and just, you know, run my economy engine or whatever and I will just win by slowly doing things in my safe zone in here you can't conflict is crucial and you will have to sooner or later engage with conflict um, within the game so that's always fun as well now the game initially was quite expensive it, it was at the same kind of price range of other games from Simon so you know uh, th that was the same price like uh, Manches of Madness or like Rising Sun we are talking about 80 pounds um, it's a great game but I don't think I would pay 80 pounds for it because if you look at what you get the amount of minis isn't really that that a lot I mean it's quite a lot but the minis are tiny and if you compare it with the amount of minis you will get in Rising Sun you will be thinking what the hell am I paying for but at the same time the game became really um cheap and if you are in USA I would definitely tell you go and check out TJ Maxx because I've seen people buying the game for 10 or 20 dollars over there well originally it should be about a hundred bucks you could get it for 20 in UK, I've never seen it so cheap, but because the game wasn't really popular, it's very often on sales or people are selling it as second hand. And so, you know, buying the game for 20, 30, 40 quid is also doable. And to be honest with you, 40 pounds is something I would easily and happily pay for the game. Um, the gameplay is about 60 to 90 minutes. Um, of course, it will depend on the number of players, but I don't think I've ever had a game that was longer than two hours. And then that's including, you know, a lot of social banter, chatting and, you know, shouting and swearing at each other because you just did a drive by and my family member that was supposed to keep control of my area just was dead and I lose control and that completely messes up my plan for future turns and so on. So, you know, it, it's been a lot of that as well. And the game is just really fun. Um, and to be honest, I, I don't know. I would say that if you've never had a chance, definitely give it a try. If you have opportunity, try that game and I'm sure you most likely will not regret it. Uh, there are many games I have in my collections, many games I've curbed from my collection. And despite selling Rising Sun and many other bigger, more popular games, I'd never even remotely considered selling The Godfather Coleon's Empire. Because I think that's a superb game to actually show uh, the area control, worker placement, slash minis on a map type of game where you have a lot of murder, a lot of bribery, a lot of drive-bys, drugs, alcohol and whatever else you can think of. Blood money, we've got it. Uh, dr uh, drugs, yes, drugs, later they come as well. So that's another cool thing is that um, once I mentioned in the beginning that uh, there are four acts that we play through but it's not just like four rounds that they don't change much because each act has slightly different things going on. So by the end of each uh, act, we'll be discarding cards because there is only an, a certain amount of cards we can have uh, in our hand and that's dependent on which act are we playing. Um, on act two and four, you're going to gain additional uh, family members. So, you know, you, in act one, you only have one family member, four thugs. By the end of it, you have three family members four thugs and potentially an ally as well so you'll have way more minis to play around with so you see it's, it's really interesting dynamic over there uh, i'm not going to say that the game is breakthrough in any way 
but everything it does, it does really well. And I think a really fair assessment is a streamlined experience of a worker placement, area control, dudes on a map, PvP game. Because in the end, over here, conflict is is unavoidable. And I think that's also what makes it really fun. Uh, you know, you will be killing your friends, but but if they kill your if they kill your family member or kill your thugs, you will just pay them double and then murder a whole bunch of people around the area. So th there is so much fun. Um, it's such a weird satisfaction when you're going to do a car bomb and you just wipe out all the minis from one area and then you just suddenly take control with yours over the next few rounds and you look at your opponents as they weep because all family members are gone and no control will be as certain in any of the key places they need it. So, you know, th that's always really fun. But then in the end, I think that's about it. Um, it was a really quick episode today. I didn't want to bore you with too many details. I just wanted to give you a quick, fair and a simple overview of why I really like Godfather, Corleone's Empire, why the game has 7.6 rating on Board Game Geek, and why I think it's one of the better games of um, Eric Lang, who's so ever famous for so many of the titles we know. So yeah, if you haven't had the chance, but you will get one, definitely try it. Um, I would say that this game definitely gets my seal of approval, my recommendation, and, and it is one of the games I really enjoy. I haven't played it much lately because we really got into story-driven game with Michael and we've been playing, you know, as you know, Manchester of Madness and Lord of the Rings and all the others, but, but it's still a great game. Um, and whenever I get a chance, I will pop it on the table, especially when you have some more people because it's always fun when, you know, when five families are trying to murder each other. It's always more fun that way. And that will be it for today, guys. Um, as always, thanks a lot for listening. We really appreciate you being here with us. We hope you did enjoy this episode and we hope you enjoyed the previous ones as well. Uh, we will be back with you in two weeks' time. And again, this time, go to our Instagram profile at the dog ate my meeple. And over there, we will be asking which game you want us to review next. So make sure to go there and vote. Make sure to subscribe to us on Anchor or any other podcast listening app you might be using whether it's uh, google podcasts whether it's apple Podcasts, make sure to click there so you know when the next episode shows up make sure to go to our facebook page because we are there and we want to engage with you. you know the more we get to know what you think about our podcast the more we can do to make you happy guys so you know definitely visit us there leave us a message we'd love to hear what you think about it and definitely go to our instagram see what we are doing i will try to upload some more pictures as well so you know guys we are here for you so in the end we create all of that content for you so if you enjoy it let us know if you hate it also let us know because at least we can try to make it less bad i guess if that makes sense Alright, so that's it. End of my banter for now. Thanks a lot for listening, guys. Take care. Make sure to come back for more board game content in two weeks' time. Until then, enjoy your games and take care.